What's going on, guys? Welcome back. It's 10 Minutes of Modern here on Anchor. Chat with you guys every day about the best game in the world, its best format, the modern format. I'm your host, Ben Bateman. I co-host the Masters of Modern podcast on Collected.company, and this is the official anchor station for the Masters of Modern podcast. You know, today, as I was looking through the Masters of Modern Facebook group, which is nearing 2,000 people, I came across an inquiry from Chris Kotalis, his first post asking which was the better deck, Jund or Abzan. Now, there were a number of opinions that people threw back and forth on the subject, and I thought about it quite a bit. I'm also going to throw in the black-green X deck that plays, uh, you know, heavier, a heavier package of scavenging oozes and ghost quarters for comparison. And I'm going to compare the three decks right now and talk to you guys about which one I think is the best. Before I do that, I want to remind everybody here, I've been doing this every show, and it is working. That guys, the way Anchor works is that if you listen to this content and you have an Anchor account and you're logged into that account, even if you're streaming it from Twitter or you're streaming it from Facebook or Reddit, it'll still count as a play through the app. And if I get them enough plays through the app, they will continue to increase support. They'll give me abilities to do giveaways. Uh, I have more clout to reach out to better guests. All the things that will make the station better and better. So please, guys, if you're listening to the content, Help me out and download Anchor.fm. It's a free app. It's like Twitter meets podcasting. You can call in instead of tweeting at me, and I will play your calls. So let's talk about this stuff right now. Jund versus Abzan with a little bit of Black Green X. Classically, Jund was the deck. It was the fair deck in modern. It was very good. Bloodbright Elf got banned. So did Deathrite Shaman. And the deck got its wings clipped a little bit. People switched over to Abzan decks for several reasons, one of which was that Lingering Souls has proven to be very, very good in the format overall, and Siege Rhino became an incredibly important card as a 4-drop that in a lot of ways could rival the value of a Bloodbraid Elf. Not quite the same, but had really, really strong implications as a 4-5. So people have vacillated between the two decks as Red has gotten better with the prominence of people playing Terminate in the last couple of years, Colagon's Command being a big boon for the deck, uh, but ultimately, I would say that Abzan has been much more dominant over the last two years. What makes Abzan a better deck? Well, people aren't really playing Siege Rhino anymore, so what it ultimately comes down to is that Lingering Souls is a very good magic card. Lingering Souls versus Colagon's Command. Personal preference, I prefer Colagon's Command. I love that card. I think it's fantastic. Lingering Souls, however, is very good against many decks in the format, and specifically Affinity, which is one of the more difficult matchups, it's one of the best cards you can play against them. Now, Colagon's Command also happens to be very, very good against Affinity in a lot of cases, but doesn't quite have the same impact that an Abzan deck has. I think you can also say it's pretty clear that Terminate is not as good as Path to Exile. Secondly, the strongest part of Abzan comes in the form of games 2 and 3 because you can sideboard into much, much better cards in white. Everything from Stony Silence to Rest in Peace is much, much better than the Blood Moon you probably don't want to be playing if you're playing a Jun deck. Overall, I think it's clear that Abzan is the better deck. However, if Bloodbraid Elf becomes unbanned after the next Pro Tour, I think you have a strong argument to talk about Jund again. However, I don't know how much better Bloodbright Elf is going to be in the 4-drop slot than currently what they're playing, which is sometimes Kalidus, sometimes Huntmaster, just sometimes uh, Chandra. It just depends on who's piloting the deck. Lastly, to throw in really quickly, the Black-Green X decks. They are very, very meta-driven. They're consistent in their mana bases, and because they're playing aggressive threats in the form of Grim Flares, Dark Confidants, and Scavenging Oozes, they don't mind playing Ghost Quarters in high numbers, three and four in the main deck, so they can blow up Tron lands and shore up their early game to get an advantage and generate card advantage. 
Also, the deck plays a number of Scavenging Oozes, three or four in the main deck, to be quite good against decks like Gift Storm, to be quite good against other decks that are utilizing their graveyards, and can be a powerhouse deck. I still don't think your lack of access to red and white in the form of Lingering Souls, Kologon's Command, and of course all the sideboard cards makes it an appealing enough option in general, but in certain metagames it's probably a very good deck to be playing. My ultimate answer to the question is that I do believe Abzan is a better deck. Wouldn't take much for Jund to be better for me. I would prefer playing Jund, but the other big one is that Lightning Bolt is not particularly good right now. What you get out of Jund ultimately comes down to a few cards, Lightning Bolt being one of the most important, and until Lightning Bolt is very good again, Jund will not be quite as good as Abzan. That is my answer. Thanks for listening, guys. It is 10 Minutes of Modern here on Anchor. Stay tuned. Coming up in just a minute, I'm going to be doing another rendition of One Card Wednesday, choosing an awesome magic card, ranting about it for a few minutes, as it is Wednesday, and I like to share with you guys my favorite cards that are underutilized in Modern. Follow me on Twitter at Ben Bateman Media. Favorite the station if you like what you're hearing, and keep checking back every single day for more Masters of Modern anchor content on 10 Minutes of Modern. Have a good one, guys. Stay tuned. What's up, guys? Welcome back. It's 10 Minutes of Modern on Anchor. Chat with you guys daily about the modern format in Magic. It's One Card Wednesday, guys. I'm bringing to you another edition of one of my favorite segments on Wednesdays where I bring up a card, legal and modern, that I think is super awesome. And I chat with you about it for just a few minutes. Things about the card that are special, things that I've done before with it, things that I would like to do with it. Uh, There have been many, many, many awesome cards on this list that I have played with. The one today in question that we are talking about is none other than Vexing Devil. A rare, originally printed in Avacyn Restored, creature type Devil, one red for a 4-3 that states when it enters the battlefield, any opponent may have Vexing Devil deal four damage to him or her if that player does sacrifice Vexing Devil. Now, people have brewed with Vexing Devil. I have brewed with Vexing Devil. I have talked about it on this very station before. But here's the thing that makes Vexing Devil so cool. First of all, everybody knows Punisher cards are a little suspect, right? Anytime you give the the opponent the choice to do something or not do something, they'll always choose the better version at that moment. And because variance in magic is so high... Usually, you're not going to be able to dictate whether or not you want them to do the thing or not do the thing at the time. They'll always come out ahead of you because they'll take 4 damage or they can take 4 damage. Or they'll give you a 4-3 and they'll deal with your 4-3. Whatever is easier for them to do. What I like about this card is based on a couple different factors, it's incredibly attempting to do unfair and broken things recursively with this card. So it's a 4-3 for 1 mana. Which means, first of all, take advantage of the low CMC and the high power here. Anything like a recurse, like a recursion card, any any spell that's able to bring one drops from the graveyard to the battlefield, anything like an Aether Vial, things like that that will allow you to sneak things into play, uh, to blink things, to well, blinking actually this card is not particularly good because they'll just let the card resolve. But uh, you know things that things that allow you to make copies of things. There's just like a lot of space to explore with this card. Uh, I particularly like this card with Claim to Fame. Uh, that's probably one of my favorite uses is to combine this card with Postmortem Lunge and Claim to Fame and other aggressive red creatures. There was a deck idea that Steve St. Clair suggested on here a while back. We talked quite a bit about, 
and I'm still kind of fascinated by the idea. Vexing Devil, though, also is just a generally good magic card in a red deck. I mean, one mana for four damage to the face is a good rate. One mana for a 4-3 creature is a good rate. It does seem like this card is kind of underplayed considering the value of those two effects in a vacuum. However, as we said, just like Browbeat, just like Dash Hopes, just like any one of the other Punisher cards that have ever been talked about as competitive magic cards, when your opponent gets to make the choice, the potency of the effect tends to go down a notch. Now, if you have the ability to interact with the creature on the battlefield as an attacker and also with the graveyard, I think it does push the creature into the next category of awesomeness. Uh, and there's a lot of really, really great stuff you can do with a Vexing Devil. There are also cards that rely on you having a creature with a certain power level to activate something at the beginning or the end of turn. Any effect like that uh, is really quite good with this card because you're getting such a high power total for such a low converted mana cost. Um, also things like Fling or cards that are allowing you to sacrifice creatures to deal damage equal to their power. It's another way to make this card particularly good in that same deck style where perhaps you play the card, they let it resolve, or they don't let it resolve, they let it go to your graveyard, they take four damage, uh, and then you are able to resurrect it with like a claim fame, attack for six, and then fling it in the second main phase. That seems totally and completely bonkers to me. Uh, seems like a lot of fun. Does does seem like your opponent, if they had good graveyard removal, could interact with you favorably and kind of mess you up. But overall, bottom line is, guys, it's a devil. It's a 4-3 devil for one that does a lot of really cool stuff and has great interaction with a lot of very, very fun things that are in my wheelhouse. Wanted to share a bit of, of a few thoughts with you about Vexing Devil, one of my favorite magic cards and a card that I think is heavily underplayed in modern that I would love to see more people playing in modern. Thanks for listening, guys. It's 10 minutes of modern here on Anchor. Please favorite the station if you like what you're hearing. And again, as I always say, download Anchor if you're hearing this through a different medium. Even if you have Anchor downloaded just as an app and you listen to this through Facebook, it'll still count as a play on the Anchor app. We get to do things like giveaways, get better guests, all those things if we get more listeners on the Anchor app. So thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for supporting the station. And look out for a brand new episode of the Masters of Modern Podcast coming out this week. Have a great night. Let's get some brewing going, guys. We'll talk to you tomorrow.